This is One-on-One's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports. With top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis, this is One-on-One's NFL Friday. Do or die time in the NFL week 16 of one-on-one's NFL Friday. Kenny Ducey, Matt Rosenberg welcoming you. Inside our WFUV studios, Julian Adienza and Matt Morrow on the controls in the back. We'll chat with Clark Judge, CBSSports.com, one of our favorite guests on the show a little bit later. And, uh, well, you know, look, there was no Thursday night game last night, so it gives us a chance right now to kind of look back at week 15 and, Mac, my biggest impression from that week was not Tony Romo and how angry it got me that everyone was blaming the game on him because that was the Dallas defense's fault. It was Ryan Tannehill oh. coming back and beating the New England Patriots. And you just look at all of the weeks during the season that Tannehill failed in the clutch, that he couldn't get it done. He was, you know, and even the second play of that game-winning drive, he got sacked, you know. Hey, he doesn't get rid of the ball. He's going. He doesn't know what he was doing. And then he leads the team down the field. Nice completion to Charles Clay. He beats the Patriots. And that's a huge win for the Dolphins going forward. Absolutely monumental, Kenny. And good to be with you here uh, as we get ready to move down the stretch in what has been just a a completely unpredictable NFL season. But aren't they all, really? Uh, And this is the best time of year, really, the the playoff races coming right down to the wire. A lot of different different scenarios. And that was a great game last week. Sure, the Dolphins and the Patriots. I, I have always been... Um, not a Ryan Tannehill supporter. Let's just put it that way. I, I've, I, I, I oh. thought maybe that they should have gone with Matt Moore when he, when he first, uh, when Ryan Tannehill was first drafted. I remember last year. I remember I was at the draft and I was asking people, and people were saying that you know they still think Matt Moore should be the starter and on he this team. Well. He did play well down the stretch two years ago, if you remember yep. well. Uh, but they went right to Tannehill last year with the new coach Philbin, and he's now starting to really pay some dividends. And you remember all the stuff that was happening with Miami this year. They've really thrown that behind them. Now they're eight and six with two extremely winnable games uh, coming up these next two weeks. What what feared? What fears did you have about Ryan? Very Tannehill? young, very very young. I right. think he was only a junior, right? Coming yeah. out of Texas well, that, Tech well, see, or A and M, right? Tech, well, and, and, yeah. and especially considering he played wide receiver. But that's the right. thing that I don't understand. It, if we can just take a short tangent here about NFL quarterbacks coming right out of college. We've like, talked about NFL quarterbacks coming out right, of college Right, but, but like that. I mean, Mark Sanchez had one year as a, as a college starter, and then mm. boom, right to the NFL, and he starts right, right away with the Jets. And, I mean, you know, he, he was good for a little bit, but, you know, it, it was just like it, it, you even have to take everything with a grain of salt because it's his, what, his fourth year starting in the NFL, but his fifth year starting ever, you know? I mean, right. and that's the same with Tannehill. It's, it, you know, you have to treat it like he's still almost – in college, I mean, this would be what his third year starting at quarterback, if I'm not mistaken. This is Tannehill's second year. No, no, but I mean oh. in general. Oh, in right, college right. And it would be NFL, his third year, right? Right, because he he played receiver, and right. so like right. that's what is different between them and then guys who like you know Andrew Luck played for a mm-hmm. while, Colin Kaepernick played yeah. for, started for a while. So it, it's just different, you know. Well, there's that, and there and then there's also just, just also the sheer talent of these people. It doesn't matter for some of them. It doesn't matter how long they've been playing. You know, Johnny Manziel. Freshman wins the Heisman, and 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 as you right. Know, and, but and even when he comes into the draft, that's going to be his fourth year as a starter, and he's unbelievable. But the fact is, he's been able to grow a little bit. I mean, you know, we've seen that he's been he's been raw at times. I mean, you know, right. And that's he the has. thing about Tannehill that he's very raw. He's still. very raw, but we're kind of seeing him grow up yeah. right in front of us. He's I mean, starting to, especially in that Patriots game, what was a big big step forward Huge for him. Game. So that was really cool to see. Um, a huge game. I mean, we just we forget about it. Maybe that was because I was I was covering Knicks Wizards for the station, and there was just a catastrophe at Madison Square Garden. But Justin Tucker hit a 61-yard field goal to beat the Lions, which was really absurd. It's an absurdity. The Lions just continue to kill themselves in December and January. Uh, they, you know, when it gets that this time of year, they just. They can't win games, kind of like the Cowboys. Uh, you know, it, they got so much talent. You know, the Lions and the Cowboys, two teams oozing with talent. Tony Romo, Matthew Stafford, Calvin Johnson, right. Reggie Bush, Des Bryant, all these great players, and they just can't put it together. Can't seem to put it together. And now Jim Jim Schwartz could very well be coaching for his his uh, job here these next two weeks. No, I absolutely could. And I mean, Jason Garrett's the same kind of thing. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, really, you the really... owner in Dallas, you know, he likes he likes Jason Garrett. Right. For well, what reason, I don't know. Well, but it's, it's just strange. He's going to stick with him. It's strange there because you see what 
Parcells did, and like Wade Phillips did not have it. Jason Garrett, no. in my opinion, oh, does no. not have no, it. No, me neither. And like Jason Garrett's a good play caller. I like him. He's a very good He's offensive a good play mind. caller. Yeah. So, and I'm not, I'm not gonna take that away from yeah. him. But the fact I'm, of the matter, he, he is, he really doesn't look like he is proving himself to be a capable NFL head coach. He has a he has a talented team, right? Like you just said, mm-hmm. uh, the defense is awful. awful. So I, I will awful. give him that that his defense is is bad, and it, it, there's not a lot of injuries good players. have really killed that. Injuries, Sean Lee, I so the two years in a row now. Whew, um, man, a, you know, he's a great player. I mean, and especially the, the fact that you had Rob Ryan in there last year, yeah. and you still couldn't fix the defense. I mean, that that says a lot to me right there. But you're looking at that that Dallas team, and there's just there needs to be leadership. I mean, you're you're mm. right there in a terrible division in the NFC East. Terrible. You have Tony Romo, who's a statistically in the regular statistically season, elite quarterback. Season, right. yep. You have Des Bryant. You have DeMarco Murray, who's been playing well and staying about, healthy this it's year. It's just about putting it together. I mean, right. look at what they've done in Kansas City this year. I mean. There's a lot more talent on the Cowboys and Lions than there is in Kansas City. But they just have the right tools in place there. You know, they have a quarterback who doesn't make mistakes when it counts the most. They have a, you know, they do have a great home field. So do the Cowboys. Somehow, you know, the Chiefs have just been, it's just about putting it all together. I, see, I, I know, but I, I don't like you when know, you say that Tony Romo quit. doesn't put it put do it when he needs to because I, if it's not for Peyton Manning being Peyton Manning, right. he has a game-winning That's drive in the fourth game. quarter only one game, against though. maybe it's one of the one best game. defense, best total teams in Tony Romo in, is known football. for making mistakes when it matters that he doesn't most. I mean, he, Well, I mean, when he does it, people like to flare up and they like to go, oh, this is Tony Romo, this is Tony Romo. Because it, it, it ha- he has proven since he's been in this league that it uh, is. The last time that he did this was the last week of the season last year I, I mean name me another time oh, yeah, this again, year he did it against Denver I mean they had a chance to win the game there I mean I don't care about Peyton Manning he they fact is they were down by a few points I don't it's remember the, and they had a chance is, to score a touchdown take the lead it is literally the reception. same the same I don't scenario, care who you're playing against the same scenario as, as I mean it shouldn't even be close I, I don't know I, I don't I, 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 I do put a lot of the blame on the defense for that particular game last week though I mean 26 to 3 you also look like you also look at you know he's made very dumb mistakes in the yeah. past, but I mean that I mean that was just a wrong route run by Cole Beasley. Um, yeah, no, and he, that's he put it on him, and that's in every sport. Uh, you know, in baseball, you know, you, you throw to second and the guy's not there on a pickoff attempt. That's on the second base. But I mean, that's on the wide You're supposed to throw where the wide receiver is going to go, yeah. and he just so and he did put him on himself. You're right. So um, I, I just think that. It, it's a little unfair, but I do get the fact that it is kind of a narrative. Um, you know, Romo has a, uh, it's Matt Morrow tells me, a four, uh, 104 fast passer rating in uh, losses this year, 17 touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, I, we're starting to learn that you are judged as a quarterback on your on the games that you win. I mean, you have to win games. I don't care what you're doing in those games. If you don't win, you know, Russell Wilson... Doesn't put up the numbers, okay? But he wins. Andrew Luck wins. I mean, you have to win in this league, okay? You have to win. Well, and Tony Romo has just not done that. You put Russell Wilson on. Uh, you put Russell Wilson on the Cowboys. I mean, but he's not. Russell I mean, Wilson wins I, seven games. Listen, I mean, that's a completely different team. Listen, I, I, all I'm saying is that we're. You really have to have to. I think take a step back and 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 you can't take the stats for, to mean too much. I think you do that. I think that that's your well, issue. With Tony, that, that's why so many people, you know, knock Tony Romo's. He's got the great stats, so, but what does that mean? I've, Nothing. I've he never, doesn't win. I've never once said that he is the per, that my my choice uh, of a two minute offense quarterback. Well, I've I never mean, said that he, you sing his praises quite a bit. Oh, he's a great quarterback, quite a bit. But I mean, when the game's on the line, it's, historically he has not done yeah. well. But I, I'm just saying that it's not as if every single time he's in the position to lose a game for the Cowboys he does it but whenever he does we freak out about it right and we look to you know and really it, he's been cursed from the beginning with um the fumbled yeah. hold right is his first he's ever play all game, these but. mistakes that that's that's where we that's how we know him and you know it so falls on the uh, falls on the entire team yeah another staff from the back the Russell Wilson now the only quarterback in NFL history to win 23 games in his first two there NFL seasons that's what but I'm talking about right there the Dan Marino Peyton Manning um, 50 touchdown passes in each of their first two seasons. They also did that. But, again, I, I really don't think – and, look, to Marcus Wilson's credit, he's done it with not great receivers. Right. Um, Golden Tate's good, but he's not – you know, he's not great. No. I mean, I, I, I just – I look at Russell Wilson. 
I look at the fact that he has been hesitant to take the ball in the option, at least half the season. He never took the ball in the option. He um, had a tendency to kind of fall behind, but the defense has really been there the whole year. And I, I just think if you put him on a team with a bad defense, it's just an, it's an interesting scenario. And I All think right. he wins maybe eight games, but I'm not seeing anything you know, wrong with Russell Wilson. Um, just to kind of wrap up here on the week, I mean, I, I really just, again, to reiterate, that Ravens win was huge, especially huge. Th- th- considering the fact that you go for it uh, from 61 yards instead of punting the ball um, with under a minute left, but you had three timeouts, and then or I'm pretty sure they had. Or no, Lions no, had no, no, three they, timeouts. No, they had zero timeouts. That's right. right, but they could have gone for it on fourth down, it was but a, they didn't. It, it, but it they was, decided it was to go for a field and, goal. I believe it was a fourth and six, so it's not a gimme. It's right. not like a fourth and two, fourth if you, and three. If you give me that scenario, I'm going for it. You're going for it in Madden. Um, you have that scenario. You 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 control the the game. Well, you're going for it, it. see, it's different in Madden because it, in Madden it's going to be near impossible to hit a 61 yard field goal. So that's that is true. Zero chance that I'm I'm going to kick a field goal. But I mean, it, even in you real, know what I mean in real, you know, you if you were calling the plays, right? If I'm on that sideline though, I I do to an extent I mean, with trust way, a guy like Justin Tucker. With the way he was hitting field goals that night, remember? Right. I mean, he was in a group. There, there and there are only a select really few guys I'd trust taking that kick. Nick Folk, um, Matt Prater, Justin Tucker, and then uh, Robbie Gold I, maybe. I'll, Gold is is an elite kicker uh, and then Sebastian Janikowski. And how Steven Hauschka's had a great season he has. in Seattle. Uh yeah, so I, I guess you give it I, give him that. But I mean, and that's the that's the really the thing there. You look at like seven kickers right there. Yeah. And that you know that's a great luxury to have to say you know give a guy 60 yards say all right go out there and kick it. Um I mean the Giants to I always talked about this with the Giants. They couldn't trust Lawrence Tynes outside no, 50 exactly. yards. So in this he was day, automatic inside fifty. Right, but, but who, when it got right, to the big but that kick, was my point: is who the hell cares if he's exactly. automatic inside fifty yards? Except when that gets you to two Super that Bowls, that hinders your offense. I mean, and they had a, a great offense, which didn't matter right. in the grand scheme of things. Right. But today's NFL, you need a guy. I mean, today's NFL, you miss six field goals. That's a that's a bad year for you. That's funny. You so, talk about missing field goals, Garrett Hartley, just yeah. like that, twenty-eight yarder. I think a twenty-yarder. Oh man, against my Rams, albeit, but I mean, and and, and this is a guy who was perfect in the postseason, eight for eight. In the playoffs, uh, he's he's been so shaky. But he has though, been his very whole shaky. career. But his but whole it's, career. It's funny. This team's going to be in the playoffs, and you sign a new kicker, Shane Graham. I mean, he goes from nothing to all of a sudden now. You know, he's going to be relied upon in this in this offense. You know, to to produce points and maybe get some big kicks in the playoffs. You wonder, you wonder if if you know what the trust level is there. I mean, they bring him in. Oh, there's so. no there's no trust. There's no, there's no trust with Garrett Hartley. No, I'm talking about Shane Graham. Oh, Shane Graham. Because he's been sitting on no, over there no doing tru- nothing. Well, there's no trust with him either because he's a new right. guy. But So then I'm, I'm saying, you know, why would you— I, I understand why you cut Garrett Hartley, but it might be a little bit of a nervous situation with Shane Graham, who's be, going from nothing to now right. having to well, possibly— Well, you cut him because you, you know, can't trust Kick him. field goals in the playoffs. I mean, no, you I can't... understand why you cut Hartley. Right. But you know, you know, it, it just it, it could be shaky with Graham. It's not a guarantee. Absolutely, will be. I I just it, and it's hilarious. I think the last two shows I've hosted, I've, we've talked about kickers, but it really is. I mean, we're we're seeing that it's a, a an important aspect of the game. I mean, very having a guy very like important. Justin Tucker won the Ravens a big playoff game. You know, just their second road win in seven road games. And you talk about the Ravens now as we just take a look at this AFC playoff picture because it is it's juicy. The Ravens are in that sixth spot right now at eight and six. They have a very, very tough schedule these next two games. Uh, these next two games, New England at home, and then they're at Kansas City. Uh, and they may have a chance to win the division, in fact, if they can win out uh, and Cincinnati loses out, which they're facing each other last week of the season. So you have them, and then you have the, the Dolphins, who we were talking about before, and they face the Buffalo Bills and the Jets. So they are really in the driver's seat. They are right now the seventh seed because they don't have a tiebreaker with Baltimore. Baltimore beat them, but they they have a very easy schedule the rest yeah. of the way. And it's gonna the, be tough for the and, Ravens. And if the Jets, they're gonna have to earn it. If the Jets know what what's good for them, they're gonna they're gonna just tank. Um, Johnny, <laughs> they're gonna tank for Johnny Manziel. But will that be the strategy? Will they go with Geno Smith? He's been kind of bad. And that's a good segue into you know the Jet situation here with Rex Ryan. You know. That's right, those Jets. And uh, is it Manziel time? Uh, I don't know. I'm, that's way ahead of my, way ahead. I'm getting way ahead of myself. But let's let's go to our Jets reporter, Christian Ezio. The New York Jets are officially eliminated from the playoffs. 
Gangrene fell to 6-8 after failing on the road in Carolina 30-20. New York played the Panthers well for three quarters, with the score 16-13 going into the fourth, but a blocked punt and a pick six ended the Jets' postseason chances. Rex Ryan was disappointed with his team's overall performance. All three phases uh, made, some, you know, made, made a critical error and that really contributed in this in this loss. Quarterback Geno Smith threw just one interception, but it was a costly one. The rookie tossed a pick six midway through the fourth to seal the Panthers' victory. Smith says he needs to eliminate these kinds of mistakes. One or two plays here and there, and you know, it, it slipped away from us. And uh, you know, I place a lot of that blame on myself. You know, if I check that ball down and you know, not try and force it into a window uh, that's too tight, um, you know, we're, we're, we're right in it. So you know, it just all falls back on me. With the playoffs now out of reach, attention turns to head coach Rex Ryan. And general manager John Idzik will have a tough decision. Does he stick with Rex, or does he move in a different direction? Rex thinks he deserves this job. When asked about his future, Rex said, Look, I'm a competent coach, even though I know that'll be questioned a zillion times forward and backward. That's fine, but I know I'm a good football coach. I believe in this team. I believe in this organization. This Sunday, the New York Jets take on the Cleveland Browns at Snoopy Stadium. Cleveland's also eliminated from the playoffs with their 4-10 record. My prediction? The Jets are 5-2 at home, and I expect them to improve to 6-2 against the struggling Browns. Jets 20, Cleveland 10. With the Report, I'm Chris Venezia. It's hard knock life, man. All that's missing is some Jay-Z. And some uh, oh, yeah. a, a nice drum sample That's sped it. up right there. Thanks to Chris Venezia for that Jets report. And you know, I I, th- I think I think Rex Ryan is back next year. Well, I mean, the, the real the question is 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 Woody Johnson going? It, we know we know John. I mean, I I, I would say, I would say that it's very safe to assume that John Edzik wants to clean house. You know, clean the coaching staff, get a new quarterback. Like you said, Johnny Manziel. Uh, because you know he he wants to have his people in here. He's the GM of this team, and he didn't get to cha- make the changes when he came in here last year. So now you know he wants to make those changes. I, I mean, it, it's it's you you know that that's okay. But the big question is, will Woody Johnson step in? Because we know how much Woody loves Rex Ryan, and that's the big question. Do I think what what do I think should happen? Well, you probably should go with a new head coach because. Chances who, who are, you gonna go out there and get? chances are, well, you can, you, you know, you can go I, out there. I don't want Lovey Smith. You can go out there. Lovey Smith's you, another Rex you, Ryan. You can get a Lovey Smith. You can get a Ken Wisenhunt. Proven head coaches. I mean, may, maybe a Wade Phillips. Probably Wiz- not Wisenhunt Wade Phillips. is not not Wade Phillips at all. Not Wade Phillips. Um, no, Wisenhunt's not that proven. He's proven, but he's not. Well, he went to a Super Bowl with Arizona. Didn't he's, he's a good he's Kurt a, Warner. I, 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 all right. Well, I, I mean, mean I buy you know, a little bit, but. let's say you get Johnny Mandel, you bring Wisenhunt in to work with him. Okay, I mean. You know, I, I think, I just, I, I I think Geno Smith is not the answer for this team. I don't think so either. So I, well, if, I wouldn't want Lovey Smith anywhere near the Jets. Well, my right question now. to you then is if they get a new quarterback, shouldn't they get a new head coach or not? I, I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I really think it is ridiculous. You look at last year. Rex Ryan shouldn't have won more than two games with the roster he had last year. And he ended up, um, they had a shot to make the playoffs four weeks ago in the season. Uh, and Pretty much like, like a, this year, a legit shot. Uh, yeah, and this year too. Six this and year, five. This year he does it. Uh, Geno Smith was not supposed to start. No, it was supposed to be Mark Sanchez. Now, obviously, the decision to put him out there was questionable, and you can blame that on Rex Ryan. But Geno Smith was not supposed to start. You didn't have Santonio Holmes for most of the year, um, which took away Stephen Hill's effectiveness. You didn't have Jeremy Curley for some time. Well, Kellen team, Winslow was out for like six games. Even, even those guys, I mean, I've said it so many times. This team has no offensive weapons outside of maybe but, Chris Ivory and Bilal But Santonio San Holmes has, and Chris Ivory was hurt too. He was. You look at Santonio San Holmes, he, wh- when he's played these last couple of years, he's been good. I, I, I have no he objections has, to the way Santonio San Holmes has played. The problem he is has, he hasn't been able to stay on the field. He hasn't been able to stay on the field and... He also his attitude about things is not favorable. See now that's where you're wrong. Uh, his attitude is completely misportrayed by the New York media. He well, just went out and talked to the Jets. He'd take a pay cut. The minute right. he got here, he was a leader to young you don't know, you receivers. You don't know which which Santonio Holmes you're going to get. You absolutely do. You absolutely do because I, I don't know. I because don't know some of these that. stories that come out are fabricated and I won't say and, you're and wrong. Sensationalized. 
You, I the won't point say you're is, wrong. you don't know Santonio Holmes, right? And these, these, sto- I mean, there's so many different types of things you hear about him. You don't know him, but Do what- you know him. No, but the point is, you, I, I'm just saying you can't say he's a, a bad attitude guy, right. and I'm just saying there's evidence to the contrary. Well, I mean, that being said, the, the biggest issue on this team is at quarterback and possibly head coach. Those are the two things that need to be assessed. Wide receiver, number one. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. I, honestly, wa- yeah, yeah, wide receiver. That that obviously is is a huge issue. But I mean, they have to decide what they're going to do. About I mean, Andre the Caldwell would start on the Jets. They have to decide what Even they're going to do. Receiver. They have to Andre decide Caldwell's what they're going to do about the quarterback and head coach situation in Denver. They have to assess that situation first. That, no, that so, those I'm two, saying that those two are the biggest things that need that, that are in I, the see, balance I completely right disagree. now. Because I think this organization is going to go forward and say Geno Smith is is good enough, and it's going to. Well, I'm saying they need to make a, a decision way. one way or the other. They need to make a decision on Geno Smith, and they need to make a decision on Rex Ryan. Those right, are the two biggest I, priorities I, I right really now. I really don't think that the, the decision on Rex Ryan is going to be that hard. And I really think it's it's it may have been Either made already. Hard or not, it needs to ha- it needs to happen. Right. They need to make it because you have this new GM and he's under he hasn't contract. done it. Rex he hasn't Ryan's done under contract. Yet. Right, but they can do a little thing called fire him. I right, mean, but I mean the point is that it, I, I don't. There's no decision to be made. Do we bring back? Do we bring back Rex Ryan? Do we not? I mean, it's just if they fire Rex Ryan, they're shaking up the whole organization, in, in my opinion. But look at the the draft class here. It doesn't even have to be Johnny Manziel. Derek Carr is a tremendous quarterback. He's going to be available. Teddy yeah. Bridgewater will probably be off the board. I I think the Jets will get around ten to twelve. I think they're so new they're, quarterback. And Rex Ryan stays. If, if it's if it's me, that's what I'm doing. Right. Um, and even if you decide to keep a quarter, keep Geno Smith, you have Sammy Watkins, Mike Evans, uh, Marquise Lee in the draft. A lot of talented wide receivers in this draft class. Yeah. So the Jets can't go wrong. And especially, and here's what I like. I've I like about what the Jets have done so far. They have built a very young front seven. Well, the defense that is, is elite. It, it, it's could it, be the best defensive line in the league. Well, you have a great you have a great mix of the the defensive line is all composed of young, yep. uh, upcoming, up and coming guys. Pass rushers, and, are, especially Muhammad Wilkerson, who's now a bona fide superstar. And Sheldon Richardson. Sheldon Richardson was are, tremendous this year, defensive rookie of the year. These guys are really, really right. good. And then you have and you know, Rex Ryan has built that for right. You. And you have your veterans, David Harris, Calvin Pace, who have contributed well as well. But you know, I, I think that right now secondary does you, need work, though. It, it a little bit of work, but I really think a good safety is all that you need there. And I think that with cap room, they'll be able to address that situation. Lara, uh, um, Laron Landry, not not uh, Dewan Landry. Mm. Laron Landry mm. was a, a great option there last year. He was he was part of the reason why that defense was so good. And then um, they didn't have money to re-sign him. So uh, Antonio Allen has played pretty well, as Julian Adienza points out. But I mean. He hasn't played tremendously well. Obviously, the the biggest thing this team did was cut Eric Smith because after they cut Eric Smith, this this defense got exponentially better. But um, I just I think that the I'm saying that the reason I like it is because you drafted for three or four years defensive linemen, defensive players in general. Now you can t- focus on the offense, and this is an offense heavy draft class, which is why you'd have to be excited if you're a Jets fan that they they have a lot of picks. Yeah, it looks like they're gonna get you know in the top third of the draft order, and I think that there are a lot of enticing options out there. I mean, Sammy Watkins yeah, there, is there kind are. of the Tavon I'm Austin not, they wish they got last I'm year. I'm not saying that it's a bad decision. Uh, I'm not saying that I think Rex Ryan should go. I just think that John Idzik, being the general manager. Uh, is going to make that decision that he wants to get a new guy. I think Rex Ryan, it, w- it would be a good decision to keep him. You think about what he's done this year for this team. I mean, right, he, he's done the, a lot win, of good the, the huge wins. I mean, putting together, like you said, this defense. Um, it you beat the Patriots. I, yeah, beat, beat the, the Patriots, Saints, Falcons, Saints. Saints. Falcons when they were still, you know, respectable at ho- in Atlanta, too. It's never easy. Um, you know, I, I think that you should keep – I do think you should keep him, but I just think John Idzik is is – is um, going to be, you know, wanting to get a move on. You know, want, he's going to be really eager to make a move here. Um, I think he'll do it in the draft. I think that that's oh, where I you're going to see him. They could, you know, they're obviously they're going to, you know, they're going to restock offensively, but you know, it could all start with with uh, changing head coach. Jets and Browns this week can't get any worse of a matchup. Nope. Uh, One o'clock, CBS. What do you got? <laughs> I, I have in fact the Jets we're still here. predicting these games. Um, yeah, I'll go with the Jets at home. I mean. For no reason. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Jets are, I, I really think that they they might, 
they'd be smart to lose out, but they might win one of two. Uh, I, I do they think— It would be smart to lose out. Well, you saw last right. year, it wasn't even like on purpose, but they just started dropping games at the end of the year uh, once they were already out of the playoff hunt. And I, I mean, I think that, you know, that's going to benefit. Obviously, Geno Smith would be interesting to see if he senses that, you know, if they got a high draft pick, maybe they'll go with the quarterback. Maybe Geno Smith wants to win these games. But if you remember last year, they played Tennessee, San Diego, and Buffalo. They played Greg McElroy a lot of the, uh, one right. of those games, right. and they lost all three. So, you know, and they beat Jacksonville when they were still in the race. So who knows? That maybe the Jets tanked to the finish. That might be that, – that's what you want to root for if you're a Jets fan. But, all right, that's where we're going with that now. Switch it over to the Giants. And we'll kick it over to Eric Malo, our Giants beat reporter. You know what's worse than three interceptions? Four interceptions. And you know what's worse than that? Five interceptions. I said in my report last week that if the Giants were going to have any chance to win against Seattle this past weekend, they would have to not turn the ball over. Clearly, Eli doesn't want to listen to me because the seemingly colorblind QB couldn't find any receivers wearing blue all day. Sunday's thrashing was an embarrassing one for New York, especially because it happened in front of their own fans. Head coach Tom Coughlin placed most of the blame on the offense for this goose egg, and the two-time Super Bowl champion coach didn't hold back. I expected a great effort today. I think defensively on special teams, we got it. Uh, there's no way to sugarcoat it. It was a pathetic offensive performance. The Giants were pathetic against the Seahawks, but so was the team they're facing this Sunday when they played against Baltimore Monday night. The inconsistent Lions lost a brutal Monday night matchup and have their backs against the wall for a playoff spot. But they have the pleasure of hosting a Giants team that will finish below 500 for the first time since 2004. Drop passes and penalties have haunted a team that has talent that greatly exceeds their 7-7 record. But with the team playing for their season and a head coach coaching for his job, this is not the matchup the deflated Giants needed at this point. So, what does Big Blue have to do to win? Well, I know what they have to do to lose. Don't pressure Stafford, don't block Detroit's underrated front seven, and throw a couple picks all of which I think will happen this Sunday. Big Blue is just out of life at this point, and with the Lions team needing a W, this could get ugly. My prediction, Lions 37, Giants 13. Covering the Giants, I'm Eric Malo, WFUV Sports. Man, that, that music was like so soothing. I almost just fell into a deep <laughs> sleep right there. Wow. Malo's music can do that to you. Uh, 11 interceptions to break the all-time interceptions record. Does Eli Manning do it? No. I don't think he does it. I think he gets pretty dang, pretty dang close. Pretty close, yeah. So. It's almost six a game. I mean, man, I mean, he really would have to. I mean, he's really been, you know, he's he's been, you know, he's been bad. <laughs> he's, he's been, been bad. Awful, awful at times this year, and of course, Vinny Testaverde holding that uh, all time. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. Yeah, he holds the all time interception <laughs> record, and Geno Smith. Well, it's funny because Eli Manning was on pace to break the interception record. And then uh, he kind of, like, actually started to figure it out, mm. you know? And then um, Geno Smith was right there as well. They were both equal. Geno Smith passed him. Uh, and then now, all of a sudden, that five-interception performance, and Eli Manning is is making a late push to get there. Um, you got what? You got uh, Fran Tarkenton completely blew up at this point of the season uh, in 1978. He was right. He's actually right on the same path that Eli is. He was... He was kind of, uh, you know, kind of down there in the 15 to 20 range. Looking at a graph here on Deadspin, um, between Kenny, uh, Kenny. Week 12, week 13, then he skyrocketed up with like nine interceptions in two weeks. So hey, if Eli does it, man, uh, he he could get second at least. I think second place is held by up oh, Tarkenton. I'm pretty sure. So, you know, who knows? No, Todd no, Kenny. Stabler up there in front of him. We'll I, see. I, he could be uh, among one of the greats, but. At the same time, Peyton Manning is getting ready to maybe make a late push at breaking the all-time touchdown uh, record for a single season. Which I believe he will. I think he does, too. 
Uh, I think it's more likely than Eli breaking the interception record. But, I mean, that really just puts a bow on a terrible, terrible season for the Giants. Victor Cruz now after the year. And speaking of Peyton Manning, by the way, I think we got a little... uh I uh, see. You know, you got you got to pepper it in. You got you got well, I mean, to casually you got to casually mention the fact that the Denver Broncos don't run the ball; they pass the ball. But sometimes right. Peyton Manning wants to, you which know. I was in the process of doing. But I guess we're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're cool. Oh, there he oh. is. Yeah. Well, now you know. Clearly, Mac and Julian are not cool right now. But uh, <laughs> we'll go to, on to talk about Tom Coughlin and next year. What's going to be in store for him? Because he could leave. Uh, I mean, it's possible. Could leave. I don't, I don't think so. That, that old leave. man's not going to I leave. heard good old Mike Francesa here in New York yeah, uh, today talking about it, and uh, he said that you know Coughlin's in a position where you'd have to drag him off the field uh, for him to leave this team. And another thing that he's making fun of all the the talking heads, you know, on on, on ESPN and you know all the other networks out there uh, that all say that they know something about about what the future is for Tom Coughlin because. John Mara never talks to anybody. Well, he wouldn't, won't even talk to people in his own organization about what the future is. So there are people out there saying, oh, well, the fact that Giants aren't saying anything means that Tom Coughlin's not going to stay there and it's not good for him. Well, no, they just never talk to begin with. So, you know, it's it's uh, unforeseen at this point what's, what's going to be happening with Coughlin. I think that he does stay for this next season uh, and then out. No matter what, no matter what happens, I think he does too. Even if they win the Super Bowl, whatever happens next year, I think next year's his last year. I just, I don't understand how it's. I honestly, I don't think it's going to get any better for the Giants. Um, Eli Manning's going to have a better season, sure, yeah. and uh, you know he'll, he may break the. I, mean, post, I know you don't like post merger, post merger interception record of Eli Man or uh, Benny Testaverde. Not um, the, the before the merger, it was George Blanda, but post merger, it's Eli. I, I'm very, I'm very up on my interception stats here. Yeah. Um, with Vinny Testaverde post-merger record. But, yeah, I think that they're going to have a little bit better of a year next year, but you look at Hakeem Nix is probably gone. Mm-hmm. So now you have two wide receivers with Randall and Cruz. Can Randall prove himself? David Wilson is a big, giant question mark in the middle of the running back position. Andre Brown was good this year, but, I mean, can he Can he stay healthy for a full season? Can he Can he carry that load? He can have to back him up. they got to do There's, something about the pass rush right, as well on defense. Right, the pass rush has completely deteriorated. That's what won the Giants two Super Bowls. Yeah. Linebacking core is dreadful. It is dreadful. Um, the secondary for years has been dreadful. It has been. And then you look at— Even when they won the Super Bowl, it wasn't good. Right, and then you look at the offensive line was really bad this year. Uh, if you ask any Giants fans, they'll blame uh, you know all the interceptions on the bad offensive line. They've so got some get, things to do. they got to get better at that position. they got some Brandon things to Myers, do. you know, he, he wasn't as good as advertised this year. I'm not going to blame that on him. I'll blame some of that on Eli Manning. Right. But, um, you He's know, had his moments. Right, I mean Martellus. I I certainly take Martellus Bennett over. Yeah, I um, probably would over too. over him. So, it, really, every position on the Giants besides quarterback, giant question mark. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, you and know, I, I I really don't see this team winning more than maybe nine games next year without a big time addition, like like a like maybe a big time draft pick. You draft. Yeah, up. I mean, we'll see what they do through the draft. I mean, Jerry Reese is a is a really good general manager, except for the fact that um, he doesn't you know doesn't like drafting or apparently signing linebackers at all. Well, I mean, I mean there's we'll, that. We'll see, but yeah, they they have to make some changes, um, but. You know, these are the Giants. They still have some pieces that they can work with. You know, David Wilson is still young, still has time to blossom. I mean, he's only his only second year in the league. Uh, you know, Eli just had a down year. Uh, Cruz is, is is a is a great wide receiver. I mean, you know, he he's a, he's he is getting he's giving the Giants their money's worth. See, no, but no I, doubt about it. Even with this surgery, you know, he's a cornerstone of your offense you hope Ruben Randall can become that or at least a viable number two and you know you hope that you can make some additions on both lines really right because they they need to protect Eli and they need to then rush the passer much much better I mean those are two huge problems this year I mean the the offensive line definitely caused uh, a bunch of those interceptions I mean obviously you blame them all on Eli but he, he was rushed a lot of the time they have some changes to make, but these are the Giants, and they they are a, they're a classy organization. They do it the right way. It's one bad year, uh, you know, and, and we'll see. We'll see. And it, it's it's uncertain. It is uncertain what the future is, but I think it'll be better than than this year. I, I think Victor Cruz, for my money, is perfect 
his perfect role, slot receiver. Uh, slot receiver, even number two receiver. He's, to me, not a number one receiver. I think he if is. You want an elite, I disagree. If you want an elite, if you want a number one wide receiver, period, you need to be big, you need to have big hands, and you need to be able to, like, Hakeem Nix, to me, is a good number one wide receiver because you can throw that ball up to him in the corner of the end zone. Well, just look He's at what Wes Walker did in New England. Ball. I mean... He wasn't, but he he played the slot. He didn't play any outside. He's still the number one receiver. I but mean, he played this. He, I mean, he was number one receiver in terms of yards, but on the depth terms chart, of everything. That's receptions, yards, touchdowns. Who right. was number one? Uh, Randy Moss. Well, for that one, Randy Moss I, was most look, certainly number one. Look, I, I, you know, if you can catch the ball and if you can score touchdowns, which is what Victor Cruz has done since he's since a great he started, wide receiver. I just think that here, he's better in the slot, be and you need another wide receiver outside I'm just of saying, him. Number one, number two, whatever it is, he he is right. giving the Giants what what they're paying him. He's giving back. You know, he's he's worth the money, right. in my opinion. And right, we got Clark Judge on the line, senior writer, CBSSports.com. Always, uh, and he's you know a member of WFUV as well. Got to throw that in there and. Always kind enough to join us, and thank you so much for being with us, Clark. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well, Clark. Thanks yeah. for being with us. I'm doing a lot better than the Giants. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and, the, and the Jets. And, uh, you know, I guess I'll start out with that. Um, if you're the Jets right now, and the Giants, for that matter, are you are you absolutely tanking for a draft pick right now? Just, I mean, you're not. it's not like you're going to be on the back pages. You know, the Knicks are really bad. The Nets are really bad, right? I mean, why not, why not tank? Well, the answer is no. I mean, if you're Rex Ryan, you're fighting for your job. Um, and Rex Ryan can't afford for anybody to tank. And so um, I, I think he's trying to get that team back to 500. Uh, they've got a chance. I mean, they've got Cleveland this weekend. Um, they should beat them. They're home. But who knows with this team? I mean, they're up one week down the next. The Giants, um, you know, Tom Coughlin's not going anywhere. If he, if he leaves, he's going to leave of his own volition, just retire. Not going anywhere. They've got some deep-rooted problems. They've they've got a ton of needs. I, I would like to play some kids. I mean, they're not going anywhere. Washington has got last clinch. The Giants have got third clinch. So they're not going anywhere. I'd like to see them play some guys they may not have played, but uh, guys who they'd like to get a, a look at. Doesn't mean you're sitting down Eli Manning. No, you can try to win ball games, but you give some guys some time that uh, who may not otherwise have gotten it down the stretch. And Clark, let's dive into the playoff picture here. Biggest story for me is the fight for that sixth seed in the AFC. Baltimore's got a really tough schedule these next two weeks. Miami has a great, very, very favorable schedule these next two weeks. Who wins that sixth seed in the AFC? Well, you know, Baltimore's a better team. I mean, Baltimore might be the best team in the AFC right now. Um, but you're right, they've got a tough schedule because they get by New England this week. Then they've got to go to Cincinnati, and they're not a great road team. They probably shouldn't have won that game against Detroit, except Detroit just keeps giving games away. Um, and that game might be meaningful, which means Cincinnati would be playing players. So um, I, I think Baltimore's the better team. But that said, can they, can they win these next two games? I, I don't know. I, I don't like their chances winning both of them. I think they win one of them. Um, I think they could win and should win this weekend, even though it's New England. It's funny. New England a week ago, guys, was in a position to win home field advantage had they just won out. Now they're looking at, hey, where are we going to be in the playoffs? And there's a possibility, albeit remote, that they didn't win that division. They're going to win the division, right. but still, there's that possibility. Dolphins so, can still win that division, yeah. Exactly. Um, but is Miami a good team? I, I mean, Miami's coming on, but I don't think they're very good. I don't trust the quarterback. I just don't trust them. Baltimore, I do. Baltimore knows how to get to the playoffs, and that's why I probably have those two teams like them. Honestly, if um, Manuel were playing this weekend and Stevie Johnson were playing, I think Buffalo would beat Miami. Okay, so they go up to Buffalo and they see the snow and they go, oh, my gosh, let's get the first <laughs> plane home. And they're not very good up there this time of year. Th- that said, I still think they're going to struggle. I think they're going to struggle in that game. There's a possibility Buffalo wins it. So um, I'll take Baltimore just because it's a better team. See, Clark, I don't know, though. I look at Baltimore and I just, I, for some reason, I don't trust them. Ray Rice hasn't really been there all year. He I really know hasn't. You, he you, really you, hasn't. Look, you have a hardball. And whenever you, you have a hardball, you have a great chance of making it. That's right. Plus, Joe Flacco is a big-game quarterback, guys. I mean, the thing is, people are on him because he's not a fantasy football quarterback. And honestly, that's what this sort of football has become these days. It's, it's disconcerting to me because I like guys who win games. This guy wins big games. He wins a playoff game every year, at least one. You know what he did last year, circle the bases. And he, he's a guy that rises to the occasion. No, he doesn't put up the numbers of a Brady or a Manning or Drew Brees. But he wins games. That's what I love about him. And Roethlisberger's another guy. Roethlisberger doesn't put up big numbers, makes big plays. And that's why I like these guys. And that's why I think, given the, 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 that choice between Tannehill takes a lot of sacks, has played better lately, and Flacco, who wins big games, I'll, I'll take Flacco. Well, and Clark, just to follow up here, I mean, you look at Ryan Tannehill. You were talking about him earlier, and I was going to ask you about it, regardless of you know whether or not you brought him up. But, you know, because you look at Flacco, we saw him kind of grow up in the playoffs. He, he you know broke all those records, as did Mark Sanchez, really for you know road playoff wins. 
you know, Tannehill, he's really raw, but you see him beat Tom Brady last week. Is he a guy who we can see mature into the playoffs and take the Dolphins maybe past the divisional round? Maybe. No, I don't think so. I mean, some people think they're a trendy team and a hot team. I, I don't. Um, I don't trust him. I think he's all over the place. Um, I, I, don't get, I don't have a feel for him. I got a feel for Flacco pretty early. I don't with Tannehill. He, he takes sacks when he shouldn't. He makes some passes he shouldn't. Now he's going to the playoffs. For the, I mean, could be going to the playoffs for the first time, but we're assuming if he gets in there, how far does he go? I don't think they go very far because um, I, he's not got the experience of some of these other guys. And, again, in big games, I don't trust him. If you said last week, I mean, Brady, but, you know, the Patriots beat themselves. I mean, Brady took him down the field at the end. If he has Gronkowski, he makes the catch in the end zone. I mean, someone's there to make the catch, and it would be Gronkowski. He throws a first down pass, and it's dropped in the end zone. That third down pass is to a third-string tight end, and the fourth down pass is to Austin Colley. I mean, that's how desperate New England is, is for yeah. playmakers at this point. Brady can do anything, virtually anything. But, you know, somebody asked me at the beginning of the season, have we reached the tipping point with him? I, and I've not seen it, but we might be now because he's lost Will Fork, he's lost Tommy Kelly, he's lost Mayo, uh, he's lost Gronkowski, and they've taken all these people away. Plus, he's lost his, you know, four of his top five receivers from last year, and now five, top five because Gronkowski's gone. How much more can this guy do? But um, they're still there, and they're still, you know, they got a chance to. They still have a chance to get a home field advantage. I don't think they're going to because Denver's got an easy road. But, but um, that's that's a team that, you know, it's 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 really tough to watch him because he's so good, and they just keep putting more and more on his shoulders. And at some point, he just can't do it. Clark, let's move to the NFC here. I I think it's pretty much set in stone that it's going to be the six teams that, if the season ended today, right. would make the playoffs. Arizona has an outside shot. Very, very difficult schedule for them it. the rest won't of the way. It. They won't right. make it. Um, but it's interesting what's, what's going on with Dallas right now. <laughs> what what are your thoughts on that whole thing? And just you know, and, and, you know, where, where you know, would you have Jason Garrett here next year? That's one. And, and number two, do they win that division? Okay, A, they don't win the division. B, would I fire Jason Garrett? Absolutely. <laughs> C, do I trust Tony Romo? No. D, what's wrong with their team? They're a mess. <laughs> They're an absolute mess. They've won one playoff game in the last 16 years. Unbelievable. And you look at that team, and it's owned by a guy who just so happens to be the general manager. There's your problem. I mean, Jerry Jones, I think, pretty good owner in terms of an owner as a GM. He's awful. He's horrendous. And they give Romo such a big contract they make him the highest-paid cowboy in history, in history. And that includes people like, uh, you know, Danny White, Randy White, or, you know, guys like Troy Aikman. Aikman well, yeah. do, you, do you trust Troy? I mean, do you trust uh, Tony Romo? I trust Troy Aikman. <laughs> do, you trust, do you trust Tony Romo to, to win a game? I'm going to tell you, honestly, at this point, I don't think they win another game. I think go to Washington this weekend, they get beaten by Kirk Cousins. They come back, they get beaten by Philadelphia. But you look at that season ender, and no matter what happens, you, you think probably that probably that's going to be a meaningful game, but it, it may not. If Philadelphia wins this week and, and Dallas loses, it's over. But, but Philadelphia and Dallas meet that last game of the right. regular season. So you figure that's probably meaningful to probably for the NFC East championship. Well, what do we know about Tony Romo and the Dallas Cowboys in season finales? Well, they could have won the division last year against Washington, the last game of the season, they lost. They could have won the division the year before, the last game of the season against the Giants, they lost. They could have been in the playoffs in 2008, the last game of the regular season with Philadelphia. One of those two teams made it. Not only did they lose, they got beaten 44-6. to And in those three games, Rome was turned it over six times, including five in the last two years. And, and that game against Green Bay told me all I need to know about him and that team. He can win a lot of games and throw a lot of touchdown passes from September to November. But when you flip the calendar to December, he throws a lot of interceptions and loses a lot of games. Don't trust them, him, and don't trust that team. So you, you like Philadelphia in this division. And, I and, do. You know, they, they obviously it was, they, they didn't play very well against the Vikings. But still, I mean, Nick Foles, they've kind of caught lightning in a bottle with him in, in, in that offense with Chip Kelly. They're going to have, you know, according they're going to have a home playoff game. Right. What kind of chance do you give them? They may be facing uh, a Carolina team at home. You know that that may they, they may be able to squeeze out a win there. They might because Carolina's not a good road team. Neither right. Is New Orleans, neither is New Orleans. New Orleans may be that team too. New Orleans right. can't win outside the dome. And you look what do you think Carolina, about the Eagles? Uh, I, I you know before last week I said I thought they were the one team that could go in to Seattle and win. I thought they were the one team that could do it because wow. they played pretty decent defense. They didn't turn the ball over. They can run and they can pass. And I, thought, I like that. I, mean, I like that combination. They got all their bases covered. Well, then you watch that Vikings game, you know, holy smokes, we've got to start reassessing this. I mean, that was bad enough. It was without Adrian Peterson. I mean, yeah. 
Matt Castle throwing for about 400 yeah, yards. Yeah, no so defense. No <laughs> defense. Castle. And so now you start wondering, okay, let's go back and let's see. Well, first things first, they've got to win the division. They'll do that. If they play a home playoff game against New Orleans, they'll win. If they play a home playoff game against Carolina, I think they'll win. Um, and you now, give them a better chance at home against New Orleans than at, yeah, than against I, Carolina. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because wow. New Orleans seems to be a descending team now. I mean, they've lost two of the last three games. Breeze seems to have hit the wall, or defenses have really stymied him. Yeah. Now he's going up against another good defense. Now, granted, this is a team that he punctured for four touchdowns the last time he played him, but that was indoors. They're different in that dome than they are outside, and that's the one thing, guys. Keep in mind, I always remind people, playoff time, dome teams, they better have home field advantage because if they don't, they have no chance unless they go to another dome team that does have it because once they step outside, and I'm not talking about divisional wild card, once they step outside for the conference championship game, they don't win. Yeah. They never Look at Peyton Manning. I mean, it happened to Peyton Manning, you know, a lot of his career and in the playoffs. But, Clark, I want to stick with, with the NFC here. And you look at two 10-4 and four teams right at the bottom of the NFC in the playoff picture, Carolina and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I really think San Francisco is a very dangerous team in the playoffs. But Carolina does have Cam Newton. They're a hot team right now. Which of these two teams to you is more dangerous? Easy, San Francisco. The best two teams in football right now are Seattle and San Francisco. Yeah. They're not just the best two teams in the division or in the NFC. They're the best two teams in football. That's probably the only thing that hasn't changed from the beginning of the year. Not, That's no, right. no, not really, though, because San Francisco started out so badly. Well, no, Remember no, they lost I'm saying before the season started, everybody's right. saying 1-1A and are San Francisco-Seattle. Yeah, no, that's right. And, and the problem for San Francisco is they know – when they go to Seattle the last two times, they've gotten drilled up there. It hasn't been even close. Oh, I mean, this year they go up, they don't even score a touchdown. It's 29-3. Yeah. to three. So um, it's going to be very tough for them, but it's going to be tougher for anyone to beat those two teams. Uh, San Francisco would have to go on the road. It's okay. They can go on the road. I mean, they, they win on the road. They win at home. They're fine. They're building momentum now. The thing I like about both those two teams, which you mentioned about Carolina as well, play really good defense. It's, it's funny, for all the attention that quarterbacks give and, and get and all the attention we've given to offenses because that's the way it's going. It's a quarterback's game. It's a passing game. It's defenses that still win the championships. And you look at these teams and you say, you know, San Francisco and Seattle, boy, it's going to be tough to score on them. It's going to be tough to score on Carolina, too. That's why I, I think we're going to learn something about Drew Brees in, in New Orleans this weekend because if they can win that game, then they're at home, and, and they've showed me something. But um, Carolina is a dangerous, yeah, but is San Francisco more dangerous? Absolutely, because it's a better team. Plus, they know the lay of the land. They were at the championship game last year, and they won it. They were in the championship game the year before, and they didn't. So under Jim, uh, Jim Harbaugh, twice in two years, have gone to conference championship games. Could make it three for three this year. All right, Clark, before we let you go, here's an interesting question for you. If you're a fan out there, if you're, if you're addressing the fans out here, there's a team that has seven or more wins that you'd recommend hop on the bandwagon right now, who would it be? Seven or more wins? Boy. You got, you got San Diego, Miami, who are outside of the picture right now, Dallas, Detroit, Green Bay, Arizona, and then, of course. You mean hop on the bandwagon for this year or for next year? For the playoffs right now. Oh, no. I mean, San Diego's not doing it. Um, Detroit's dead. I think they commit too many turnovers. I, I would guess Miami. Yeah, I'd say Miami. Um, I mean, you know, I, Miami's. You, as you mentioned, they've got the, the two easy games, um, and I said they could lose this game in Buffalo, but they, they should win it. If they're any good, they should win it. And, and Baltimore's got a tough road, so I, I'd probably take Miami. I don't trust Detroit at all. I mean, they should have won that game against Chicago, but, um, I mean, I'm sorry, you had the, the Monday night game against Baltimore, and they keep giving it away. They should have won yeah. against Philadelphia the week before. Yep. They just can't close out people. San Diego, I, I know that team well. I covered them for 10 years. Um, it's, it's the same Chargers. I mean, they're a good team that just suffers incomprehensible losses. You look at that game against Denver and go, wow, Chargers, they should be in the playoffs. Yeah, they should, but they're not going to. You know why? They lost to Washington. They lost <laughs> to Tennessee. They lost to Houston, yeah. and they lost to Oakland. They lose so to the teams why. they're not supposed to lose to. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. They play up or down to the competition. And that is the New York Jets, too. They, they lose when they're supposed to win. They win when they're supposed to lose. But obviously those two teams are a little different right yeah, now. The, <laughs> yeah, the Jets are a team I don't like. Just a little guys. bit. The Jets are a team I don't like. <laughs> Clark Judge from CBS Sports, NFL writer there. Go check him out on Twitter, at Clark Judge CBS. Thanks so much for taking some time out of your day to come talk some football with us, and uh, always appreciate it. Glad, My thanks, pleasure, Clark. guys. Take Happy care. Holidays. Thank you. Thanks a lot. So as Clark Judge of CBSSports.com, kind enough to join us here, and you know, he's talking about Joe Flacco is not a good fantasy quarterback, and you're know, talking about Cam Newton's a little hot, and you know, all those types of things. Well, let's get into some fantasy right now. 
It's time for some fantasy football talk. Who are the best picks around the NFL? Plus, start them and sit them to help you win your league. I don't know, Mike Watts. Who are they? Uh, big, big, <laughs> big week in fantasy football. It is the championship week for most leagues, for our league. It is. Some 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 people got it next next week, so you know, some people it's the semifinals right now. But for those championship players out there like me in two of my leagues, two of four, not to brag, who do you, who do you have when you believe it or not? All right, well, before I jump into my stardoms and sit this week, I just have to acknowledge that, yes, I did lose last week. You did beat me, though. So I did beat you. That's good. So that makes me feel a little bit better, but... If if I just, I'm honestly saying right wanna, now, before I would I would have killed um, the opposition if I were beating you. I, but, I would be in the championship before, right now. Before I got you know uh, before I go into my picks, I just want to talk about overthinking in fantasy because I did that last week and it probably cost me uh, a championship. I mean, Jimmy Graham getting four points really cost me a championship. But uh, I traded for. Jimmy I Graham started season. Jordan Graham or Jordan Cameron at uh, flex over Reggie Bush because I was worried he wasn't going to play. And, uh, and of course, I was also a shout-out to Nolan, if he's uh, listening to this. Uh, after I told him Mike Vick was going to play earlier in the season, I was, uh, and then he didn't play, I thought the jinx was going to come back and I was going to start Reggie Bush and he wasn't going to play. Uh, so I overthought it. I started Jordan Cameron, and he only had five points, and Reggie Bush had 17, and I lost by two. So... You know, that's, it, it, that's, that's my ab- sob story in a nutshell. Just one thing about me: I always trust injured guys. It's really weird, but like I, I love Darren McFadden. Yeah. I love Reggie Bush. I, I love all these guys. I mean, it was a did. decent matchup. Jordan Cameron's going against Chicago, and they had given up the mo- uh, See, most points to tight ends. The running but, back, you know, instead of the yeah, tight ends. no, I agree. That's normally, normally I, I would have, but I guess all right. Get out! I overthought. Get out with it. Get out with it. At quarterback this week, a lot of good matchups, but the best three I think are Philip Rivers at Oakland, which I would have loved. Uh, in the championship, Jay Cutler against Philadelphia. Kelly's got to be happy about that. Uh, and Ben Roethlisberger at Green Bay. I think anybody who faces Green Bay going forward is just you have to start them. Uh, QBs I don't like. Tom Brady at Baltimore, although I think that they win the game. What happened, to, what happened to believe it or not? It's gone? It's week 16. So you're not, you're not believing in uh, anyone for the championship? All right, all right, continue. It, continue. It, do, it doesn't make sense to pick guys going forward when all going right, forward right. Just, it's the championship. Well, maybe a little wave of wire action. Uh, all right, well, you c- continue. continue. Tom, Tom Brady at Baltimore. I think they win the game, but I think Brady, who's thrown more interceptions than TDs against the Ravens, nine picks to six TDs, I think he struggles uh, fantasy-wise. Uh, Matt Ryan against the 49ers. Uh, I don't want anybody against the 49ers, especially a dying Falcons team, Matt Ryan. And Carson already Palmer. Already dead, not dying. Well, already dead, it's yeah, dead. exactly. Carson Palmer uh, against Seattle. Uh, I don't like that matchup either. Uh, at running back, Zach Stacy against Tampa. Only Eddie Lacy has more carries since week five than Zach Stacy. Zach Stacy's a monster. And Tampa, Another reason I wish yeah, I was in the And Falcons. Tampa has given up at least 93 yards. Uh, on the ground to running backs in four of their past five games. Uh, I also love Rashad Jennings at San Diego. I think he has a monster game. And Gio Bernard against Minnesota. I think he tears them up. Uh, Running backs, I don't like. Uh, Definitely Pierre Thomas against Carolina. I mean, I think in PPR leagues, he still has a shot to get some catches, but Sproles is uh, starting to get his health back. So I think he's going to be more involved. uh, And it's tough to run against Carolina. Uh, definitely do not start Steven Jackson against San Francisco. Uh, I would be stunned if he even had five points. Uh, and Richard Mendenhall and Andre Ellington, that duo, uh, I don't think either of them are worth playing against Seattle. I, I got a quick question for you because sure. I, I am uh, one of the surviving fantasy owners here. Um, and I do have I do have two matchups, but one of them is like a really strange, strange <laughs> league. Uh, it counts return yards. Okay. There's like bend like you can add guys during the like during the matchups oh, like on the bench yeah. and some I don't know so I'm just gonna stick with the standard sure, sure. ten yeah. le- ten team league or twelve team league maybe uh, here the uh, yeah there is uh, twelve teams uh, pretty impressive uh, who would you start Andrew Luck or Kirk Cousins Kirk Cousins a tremendous matchup uh, Andrew Luck is definitely a tough definitely Kirk Cousins I think just that that matchup uh, see, is I'm that higher too. scoring uh, I think Luck. Struggles on the road. Uh, Kansas City, even though they've been banged up a little bit on defense, uh, I, I think Kirk Cousins still yeah. has. Even if he throws two picks in the game like he did last week, I think he still is good for 250 yards and two TDs. Well, here's what I'm looking at right now. I have 
Say I start Cousins. It's Cousins against Tom Brady, DeMarco Murray, Bobby Rainey, Ryan Matthews against Lacey, Tolbert, and Rice. So I, I like that in the middle right there. Deck, he has Decker and Jennings. I have Des Bryant, Andre Johnson. He has Vernon Davis. I have Martellus Bennett. And then Rams D versus Patriots D, Hauschka versus Dawson. I do have Dennis Johnson on the bench as picked up. Okay. I do believe in Bob Rainey, but um, I also have I, – I thought I had Dennis Pitty. I don't. Dennis Pitta, not Dennis Pitta. Pitty. Not, I have Anquan <laughs> Bolden, Trent Richardson, Brian Hartline. You see any problems with this? this uh, um, I mean, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm I mean, not you're just trusting you at all. Throwing names, I'm just, uh, uh, pretty fast pace there. But no, I, I mean, I, I think it's. I do. I, I think it, I can win. I think right? you can win. I yeah, think I can win. Yeah. This. There's no reason I, I would say you couldn't win that that matchup. All right, man. Um, Aaron Hernandez, pistol offense <laughs> at wide receiver. Uh, I think Pierre Garçon is in the top three for scoring. I mean, he's going against Dallas. I'd be stunned if he didn't get probably almost two touchdowns. Uh, Michael Crabtree against Atlanta. I think he has a really nice game. Uh, he's Kaepernick's guy, uh, even more so than uh, Anquan Bolden. Uh, and Atlanta is really struggling on defense. And Julian Edelman against Baltimore. Yes, Danny Amendola uh, skyrocketed in targets last week, having double-digit catches, but... I think even with uh, Brady's poor numbers, the reign of targets for Edelman, his security blanket continues. Um, wide receivers, uh, wide receivers, I don't like uh, Larry Fitzgerald against Seattle. He's coming back from a concussion. Uh, is, he might not even play, but even if he does, he only had six catches uh, in Tennessee last week for I think less than fifty yards. Um, yeah, I just don't think he does much against Seattle. Uh, and Roddy White against San Francisco. I thought, you know, he looked like he broke out, and we saw the old Roddy White against Buffalo. Yeah. But uh, once again, uh, his momentum has stalled, and I don't think he is worth playing. At tight end, I don't know what that sheet is. Uh, at tight end, Greg Olson against. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, against Greg Olson. Uh, Greg Olson against New Orleans. Greg Olson versus Greg Olson. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, his last game against the Saints, he had season highs in both targets and receptions, 12 and 8, respectively. Uh, he's Cam Newton's guy. I mean, Steve yeah. Smith is an afterthought mm. in that offense. Uh, he throws it to Greg Olson every time he's open. Um, Delaney Walker against Jacksonville, that's a nice matchup. And Martellus Bennett against Philly. We already saw the benefits of Cutler coming back. I mean, six catches for 71 yards last week. Uh, he's a different guy with Cutler behind the center than Josh McCown. Uh, and tight ends, I don't like Kobe Fleener at Kansas City. Uh, no catches last week, and it's a tough road matchup. Uh, and Timothy Wright in St. Louis, you know, don't get cute. He's had two TDs in a row, but it's he's not worth starting most leagues. And St. Louis's defense is, you know, pretty decent. All right, man. Well, it's been fun this year. We got yes, our, it has. our league championship: Matt Rosenfeld and Kelly Coltis, and of course, Kelly Coltis, a seventy-one point yeah, favorite. Yeah. So I would be stunned. Supremely stunned. If well, she, you know, if she's going to be uh, the guest on our next uh, our, our next podcast if she loses it. I mean, that's <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, I mean, well, you she'll gotta probably ex- be. Bu- you got to explain. She'll yourself. be behind the glass, I would assume. So you, you got to. You really have. But to you'll bring yourself. you'll bring her in here to, to well, rid- ridicule her. She has. She has Tannehill, McCoy, Forte, Colston, Antonio. Is she Brown, starting Tannehill Eifert, right now? Pierre Garcon, uh, Graham Gano, Dolphins. Yes. Over Jake Cutler, she started. I mean, it's Ryan. a de- it's a decent matchup against Buffalo, and uh, Matt has Garrett Hartley, who is a free agent in his lineup too. So there's also that. hey hey he was starting Josh McCown last week until ten minutes before kickoff. Hey, you know what? I, and then I, he put in Russell I, Wilson. I gotta I gotta give you a little burn here because well, well actually you should. Not, not really, so. but you didn't. St- you started Reggie Bush, who was hurt against me, and I, I still lost. I know, and he had zero. And why do you think I got? Cold feet again. Yeah. The following week. I, just, I don't know. I thought that, I thought that, that was a little. That was a little no, it's a deservingly, deservingly uh, criticism. All right. Well, now we know. I will definitely win my fantasy matchups this week. And now it's time to go to a little Michael Pick. Let's look into the crystal ball for some weekly NFL predictions. Got some strange looks. Maybe there are some Pick Ballard fans in the house. I'm not sure, but anyway, it is time. For Pickham, we already went with the Jets, and uh, well, Mac and I did. We didn't pick the Giants. We did not pick the Giants because I, of course, wanted to save it for now. You know, that was our plan (laughs) all along. Uh, Who you got, Mac? Give me the Lions. Wait, no, oh, right, the Giants. Okay, Uh, Bobby. Uh, I got the Giants. Oh no, I got the Lions. What am I saying? Wow, I can't believe I almost (laughs) picked the Giants. No, definitely Detroit. 
give me, give me the Lions for this one. Uh, Julian has. Well, by the way, Julian has the Jets. Matt has the Jets. No, the Browns. I'm sorry. Uh, and then uh, in the Lions Giants game, we got Julian with the Lions. Matt with and you know, the Giants. Even worse than the Jets. Megatron has 200 receiving yards though on this one. Ah, interesting. Pat Burns. Pat Burns. Oh, you have the Matt has the Lions. You got. You guys just gotta make it simple for me, man. Matt has the Lions. Um, all right, let's go to Pat Burns, who's on the cell phone now. Pat. How's it going, guys? Uh, for the Jets, uh, I gotta pick the Jets over Cleveland, especially at home, and uh, gotta go with the Lions over the Giants as well. All right, we're and moving Kenny, on. Kenny, I gotta go. I gotta go with the Jets. Of I don't. I don't. I don't care about you. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got the Jets. Yes, I got the Jets. All right, you have the Jets, Bob. I was gotta get Bobby in here. Uh, Pats and Ravens. This is going to be a real fun one. Uh, uh, never bet against Tom Brady. I'm going with the Pats. Oh, man. That's a really, really tough game. Yeah, I'm going to go with New England as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with Tom Brady. Uh, you know, he has bad numbers against the Ravens, but I never bet against Tom Brady. I never bet against Tom Brady. That's right, Steve Seminary. Same, <laughs> in, the, in the back, we have... Uh, Car- no, that's... We're, we're, we didn't even... You guys didn't even pick this game in the back. Who... All right, Julian's got the Patriots. This is Matt has the Patriots. We're going to move on to Saints and Panthers, or as Julian called them, the Aints. Uh, that's a shot there. <laughs> shot. I see what you did there, that's Julian. A, that's a good one, buddy. Uh, give me Cam Newton. Give me Scam Newton. Oh, man. You go first, Bobby. Uh, I'm going to go with the Saints. Uh, I think Drew Brees is going to make up for the – he's going to take – he's going to show that they can actually win on the road. That, that's I, did bottom you just line. say bacon? I don't know. What you no, just, they're, no, I, they're Drew, not. No, yes, no. Drew they, Brees not gonna win. They're gonna win on the road. All right, in an important game. Fine, Matt. Yeah, I'm going with Drew Brees as well. Anytime you lose to the Rams, it's just that's just more motivation well, to Julian, win the next week. Well, Julian in his fake New York accent has Carolina over the Aints. Wouldn't it just be? Just, I don't. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, Matt has the Panthers showing up at home. Cam Newton. Going I, I love, love me some Scam Newton. All right, we're moving on here. Bears, Eagles. Um, I think is, is Cutler back for this one? Not yet. Cutler back. Cutler back. Cutler's been back. What am I saying? I'm going to burn those tumors trees, tumors corners. Yeah. Scam Newton, bro. Yeah. Scam Newton. I'm sorry. I was late Scam on that. Newton. Bears. I, I got a Bears. Reference. I got the Bears. I go with the Eagles at home. I mean, uh, they, you know, a game like they had last week, Nick Foles going to come to play. Cowboys are Sean hopping McCoy. the Eagles in the standings. I'm calling it right now. Uh, the Eagles have just been scoring a ton. They're at home. So because of that, I have to go with Nick Foles. Uh, Julian. Chica- Julian has Chicago. You wrote him down for me very nicely. Julian Jay Cutler is no good. Julian has Chicago, and we also have He's good Matt for at least one turnover. Matt, <laughs> Matt, said, <laughs> Matt says even though Philly is usually awful at home, Eagles over the Bears. While we have Pat Burns on the cell phone, we forgot about Pat. Are you there? Are you there, Pat? I'm actually picking Baltimore over New England. Um, oh, I can't you guys the Patriots fan. New Jeez. England. I doesn't was very jinx surprised by that. I just think New England has too much stack against them. <laughs> he doesn't want to And uh, Philly and Chicago got to go Philly at home. All right, Philly at home for Pat Burns. And I have Carolina as well. And he has Ca- he got scam. Almost forgot about one. All right, upset time. Uh, I'm going to go backwards here, so we'll go with Matt. And he says, <laughs> I can't even read what he... Oh, Bobby Rainey and the Bucks over the Rams just to annoy Matt. I, That's, I don't, I I don't like that. It. That's not really an upset. Bob Rainey <laughs> going in this week, says Matt Morrow. That's, Julian that's, that's has not an upset the Colts over the Chiefs. Really like that one, that's Julian. A, that, that's an upset. Thank Let's go, you. Bobby. Uh, I'm going Washington over Dallas. I say I agree that with Clark Judge that Dallas doesn't win another game. Wow, that, that's actually not a bad upset. I'm going to go San Diego. Sandy, I'm not. I mean, Oakland, Oakland at San Diego. That's what I meant. Four and ten. That's an upset. <laughs> Pat Burns. Uh, I'm taking Buffalo over Miami. Mm, interesting. Buffalo yeah. over Miami. Just yeah, you know, right. before okay. I make my all pick, right. Matt That's Morrow. Way better than the Buccaneers pick. Matt Morrow is disqualified because the Buccaneers are the favorites. So you oh, know what? There you go. Screw you, Rams. Exactly what I was just saying. No way that's an upset. Uh, you know, I'm always the one to pick, like, the giant upset here. Um, give me the Cardinals or the Seahawks. I don't know what I will do if the Cardinals win that game. Well, I do. I just don't know what I'll do. I just don't know what I'll they're do. They're going to win it, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're, you're, it does matter, actually. You're going to have to figure out what you're going to do because they're going to I'm going to have to figure it out. Yeah, the Cardinals are 9-5. They don't get enough credit, but 
Uh, Seahawks, you know, they're yeah, they're, they're kind of good. Um, all right, for Bobby Goom with the fantasy, Pat Burns, who had an impromptu phone call with us, coinciding with our picks, so he decided to join us. Thank you very much. Julian Adienza, Matt Moore on the back. In the back, not on the back, not on over the back. That's a foul. Matt, uh, Mac, <laughs> not Matt. Just take Mac, it easy, bud, all right? Who's leaving Have right a good now. holiday. Uh, you too. Merry Christmas, everybody. Um, so, for, for him, for, uh, I'm Kenny Ducey. Thanks for joining us here, and happy holidays from all of us. And NFL Friday, a tradition unlike any other. This has been One-on-One's NFL Friday, only on WFUVsports.org. Join us next week as we take you around the NFL. We'll see you then.